kid, everybody be icy. Million dollar posse, yeah. always there to watch me. Y'all yeah. know what I wrestle with. I used to be reckless. Now I'm trying to tell y'all what the message is. Definitely. Things are getting strange. Welcome, true believers, to Wrestle with Hope, a wrestling podcast with the Saturday morning sentiment and Sunday morning values. I'm your host, Wayne Cordova. My wrestling fandom covers the birth of Hulkamania, past the Monday Night Wars, and all the way to this modern era. With each episode, we talk about what's happening this week in wrestling currently. We talk about what happened this week in wrestling history, and then we give the go-home signal with a Wrestle with Hope word for the week. And along the way, you'll catch a glimpse of what my wrestling past was like and why I still watch now. Hey, just a quick reminder, we've got a Wrestling uh, with Hope voicemail line. It's 352-340-3648, 352-340-3648. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, maybe kind of let us know what you're looking forward to in 2020. Why? Because Happy New Year, everybody. We have started a brand new decade, a new year. In uh, It's going to be an exciting year. Listen, 2020, we got complete and total vision for what's coming up ahead for us, guys. And so it's not about what's been holding us back all these years. It's about what's coming up in the future. And so I can't wait to see what 2020 brings in my life, in your life, in the world of wrestling. It's only going to be more and more exciting. Listen, today is the beginning of of the best year of your life. Let's make that happen, okay? Hey, let's talk about what's happening this week in wrestling currently. This week in wrestling currently, uh, we have got a bunch of clip shows. We've got a bunch of throwaway Raws and SmackDowns. And uh, we got one thing that's kind of newsworthy, and then we're going to jump into something really exciting. Andrade has captured the United States Heavyweight Championship at a house show at Madison Square Garden, Andrade Cien Almas. I'll always know him as that. Uh, he defeated Rey Mysterio for the United States Heavyweight Championship. And also, hey, double congratulations to Andrade, who today, January 1st, also announced that he's engaged to Charlotte Flair. So congratulations, guys. And uh, he uh, posted on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook everywhere with the words, She said, see. How nice. How awesome is that? Congratulations, guys. And uh, the best to you in 2020. Hey, just so you know, I'm a pastor. I'm available for weddings. So anyway, um, that would be uh, way cool. Uh, so congratulations to Andrade. And uh, listen, for the sake of what we cover here at Wrestle With Hope, congratulations on your win for the United States Heavyweight Championship. Uh, and so hopefully this only means onward and upward for him throughout the rest of 2020. 20. And so now looking back, though, in this past year, it is time for the 2019 Wayne's Choice Awards. You know, one of my favorite things growing up was uh, checking out Pro Wrestling Illustrated. I used to purchase that magazine on a regular basis at the local drugstore right around the corner from my house. Anytime there was a wrestling magazine available there, that's where a lot of my uh, disposable income from uh, the time I was a kid all the way up through uh, my teens uh, went to these wrestling magazines. And the number one magazine I would always make sure I picked up was Pro Wrestling Illustrated. And there was one issue in particular that I always wanted to make sure that I picked up, and it was the year-end awards. Now, the funny thing about the Pro Wrestling Illustrated year-end awards is that those magazines would actually come out sometime around March, just because of the amount of time that it took 
to calculate up all the awards and all the people who won and take the pictures and all that kind of stuff. But I loved watching uh, those awards. I, I, I loved uh, flipping through the, those magazines, catching like the predictions. Hey, what you know? What do you predict in uh, the next year? Uh, catching the results of all of these big time matches, and uh, it was just a really cool thing just to kind of flip through and see. And so I've been inspired by Pro Wrestling Illustrated in those days to uh, present my own awards for this year. And it's the 2019 Wayne's Choice Awards. And so uh, we got a bunch of different categories that we're going to go through. We're going to go through Male Wrestler of the Year, Female Wrestler of the Year, Tag Team of the Year, Faction of the Year, Match of the Year, Comeback of the Year, Biggest News of the Year, and then uh, a category that we're going to cover at the very end, and it's Wrestler of the Decade. Okay, and so we're going to take a look at the Wrestler of the Decade because as we ended the year 2019, we also enter, uh, ended the, the decade of 20, 20, uh, 2010 through 2019. So we're going to announce the uh, winner of the Wrestler, Wayne's Choice Award for Wrestler of the Decade as well. And, you know, we had some... Um, we had some... Uh, um, Fan awards go out as well. If you follow me on Instagram, at Wrestle With Hope, you got to participate in some fan voting. And so uh, because of that, we're going to share some of your fan results as well. All right? So let's dive in. Uh, male Wrestler of the Year. Male Wrestler of the Year. And then uh, the, um, the nominees went like this. Chris Jericho, who was, of course, AEW's first World Heavyweight Champion. Um, Adam Cole, baby, the uh, leader of the Undisputed Era and current NXT heavyweight champion. Kofi Kingston, who uh, after 11 years of being on the WWE roster, finally won the WWE heavyweight championship at WrestleMania 35. And then Johnny Wrestling, Johnny Gargano, um, was also among those nominated for Wrestler of the Year. And so uh, I wanted to share with you the uh, the Wayne's Choice Award for Male Wrestler of the Year goes to Adam Cole, baby. You know, when Adam Cole entered 2019, uh, his sole focus was on becoming the NXT champion. And it was one of those things where, um, you know, he had said, if I don't do it this year, I'm never going to do it. I need to do it. He recalled just kind of thinking to himself, it's a feat that he accomplished in June at NXT TakeOver 25. But yet the journey to get there was anything but planned. See, a last-minute injury to Tommaso Ciampa elevated Cole to main event status opposite Johnny Gargano at NXT TakeOver New York over WrestleMania weekend in April. Cole proceeded to co-author a uh, best-of-three-falls match that was so great that Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer dubbed it as the best in WWE history. The feud with Gargano escalated to a legendary trilogy and the aforementioned start of Cole's NXT title reign. It was there that that concept of that idea of just staying ready that that saw Cole capitalize one more time in November. When travel delays kept most of the WWE roster in Saudi Arabia after Crown Jewel, Cole was given 90 minutes notice to jump on a plane 
and wrestled Daniel Bryan on an episode of SmackDown that went on to usher an NXT invasion ahead of Survivor Series. NXT and Cole got their first close-up during a uh, show that aired at the halftime of the Super Bowl. Do you remember this, NXT's halftime show? The six-man tag team match showcased pure wrestling of the brand and the momentum carried into September when NXT moved off the WWE Network and expanded to two hours live on USA. Two months later at the Survivor Series, NXT was given the strongest push of the three brands. See, Adams Cole's final tally of standout matches in 2019 could rival a full career of many legends who performed before him. In addition to an incredible Johnny Gargano trilogy of matches and his standout role in war games, he also defeated Seth Rollins in a featured title match on Raw in November before beating Finn Balor in December on NXT. Teasing all the possibilities of an equally strong 2020 to come for the current face and champion of NXT. Adam Cole is your male wrestler of the year. He wins the Wayne's Choice Award. Incidentally, by the way, he also won the Fans' Choice for Male Wrestler of the Year on Instagram. Moving on to our female wrestler of the year. That goes out to... The man, Becky Lynch. Becky had a stellar year. I mean, in in in, um, in January, we were a little bit shocked when she lost to Asuka on the, um, on the Royal Rumble. And then later on in the show, she took Lana's place at the actual Rumble, which then put her in the position to be in the main event of WrestleMania 35. We didn't know it was going to be the main event yet, but we had an inkling because at the end of the day, the match between Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, and Ronda Rousey was the match that everybody was talking about. Everybody was interested in this match, and it was the most exciting out of all the other matches on that card of which people wanted to see. The only thing that was rivaling the uh, the, the female main event would be Kofi Kingston and the rise of Kofi Mania. But Becky became Becky Two Belts at the end of that night, Becky since then has been holding on to the Raw Women's Championship throughout the remainder of the year. Is going to defend it against Asuka again this year at, at the Royal Rumble. And what we end up seeing out of Becky this entire year has been she has elevated herself. That honestly, if we just had a pure Wrestler of the Year award for WW, for, for wrestling, I probably would have uh, had uh, Becky at the top. She was actually my wife's pick when I said, hey, who should be Wrestler of the Year? She said Becky Lynch. And honestly, the man should probably be in that very top spot. I mean, she had a featured spot in the in the uh, video game for a uh, 2K20, and uh, she had feature spots throughout the rest of the year. Honestly, the only lull that she had was the time that they had her paired with her fiance Seth Rollins, and uh, hopefully, they don't do that again. Becky Lynch, the man, is the Wayne's Choice Award winner for Female Wrestler of the Year. Also, happened to be the fans choice on Instagram as well tag team of the year the Wayne's choice award for tag team of the year goes out to the undisputed era by the way the uh, um, the nominees for female wrestler of the year I probably should have done that was Becky Lynch Shayna Baszler who had an incredible year as NXT women's champion Tessa Blanchard who did some incredible work not just through wow wrestling uh, and all but also in impact wrestling actually main eventing Impact Wrestling against another male, and then Charlotte Flair. Now, the nominees for Tag Team of the Year were Undisputed Era, 
The New Day, The Revi- Revival, and The Kabuki Warriors, Asuka and Kairi Sane. But the winners came out strong as the Undisputed Era. Here's the thing. Uh, the tag team matches at NXT usually open up each of these uh, uh, takeover pay-per-views. And honestly, they deserve main event status because every time I watch a tag team match um, on a takeover pay-per-view, I believe that it should be named match of the year. I mean, honestly, they are way, way up there when it comes to that. Whether it is Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish or Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong, whatever those three combo of the Undisputed Era, each of those matches has been outstanding. And honestly, guys, I got to tell you, um, that not many other tag teams w- can can meet that standard. Any team that is up against the Undisputed Era is going to be putting on a match of the year candidate. Even the TakeOver ladder match that featured the Street Profits winning the NXT Tag Team Championship, that was a match of the year candidate. And I do believe that it's in strong part to the work of the Undisputed Era in those matches. So congratulations, Undisputed Era, Winning Tag Team of the Year, the Wayne's Choice Award. Also won the Fans' Choice, by the way, on Instagram. Faction of the Year. The nominees, I'll do it right this time. The nominees were the Undisputed Era, all four of them. The Elite, so the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, Cody, Hangman Page. For their in-ring work, yes, but also for their work in contributing to the birth of AEW. The OC, AJ Styles, and then you also had Gallows and Anderson working together as a unit again as the club once again brought back together. At at one point, all three of them were holding championships, the Raw Tag Team Championship and the United States Heavyweight Championship. And then the final, the inner circle, Chris Jericho's faction that um, features... um, Proud Employment. They used to be LAX. It's Proud and Powerful, right? Something like that. Um, and then uh, Jake Hager, Sammy Guevara, and Chris Jericho. The winner of the Wayne's Choice Award for Faction of the Year goes out to the Undisputed Era. The Undisputed Era doing everything that they can literally to solidify their status as a legendary faction that should be up there, talked alongside the Four Horsemen, the Dangerous Alliance, and the NWO. When you get a uh, when you get an organization like NXT, and in one group you've got the tag team champions, then you have the secondary champion, the North American champion, then you also have the NXT champion. All four of those men working together, and man, I gotta tell you, the work that they did when it came to helping each other keep and maintain those championships, classic heel faction. Everybody loves them. Everybody cheers them. Everybody also wants to boo them. They win the Wayne's Choice for Faction of the Year. Faction of the Year, by the way, also the fans' choice. Uh, Very close, by the way. Very close um, to uh, um, the OC. OC also had a high number of votes when it came to the fans' vote. The Match of the Year for for the uh, Wayne's Choice Award. The nominees are... Undisputed Era versus the War Raiders at NXT TakeOver Phoenix. Team Ciampa versus Undisputed Era War Games, NXT TakeOver War Games 3. Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole, baby, 
Two out of three falls for the NXT Championship at NXT TakeOver New York. And, nope, not an Undisputed Era match. AEW, double or nothing, Cody versus Dustin Rhodes. All four of these matches were incredible matches. All of them should deserve to win Match of the Year. But the Wayne's Choice Award for Match of the Year goes to... Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole. Two out of three falls for the NXT Championship and NXT TakeOver New York. I mean, I actually got to see this match live, and I saw it live in such a way that, honestly, I, I could not wait to get home and see, the, see this match on TV again. I'd seen it live without the commentary. Uh, was incredible. Watching it on TV with the commentary on as well, it literally both points of view just made me wonder what more could these guys give and this was only this was only one of their three matches that they had and honestly all three of those matches deserve to be match of the year candidates as well but listen I, Johnny Gargano I have no idea how much more Johnny Gargano could give in a match any match Okay. Every time I think that, man, this is this is it. This this he can't have any more in the tank. He pulls out more. Adam Cole, by the way, Adam Cole deserves um, everything he gets in wrestling because the the amount of work that this man puts in to listen. You could put him in with anybody, and he'll make everybody look good. Now you put him in to the ring with somebody like Johnny Gargano. And what you end up with is a classic that people will talk about for years and years and years to come. But here's the problem is that you got a guy like Johnny Gargano who just doesn't quit. And then you put in there a, a guy like Adam Cole who is completely tenacious in the way that he approaches his matches. And when two men cannot, will not quit, face each other in a match like this, would you get as an instant classic? I mean, we were up on our feet. We were up and down, biting our nails, wondering when this was going to end. And this was a two out of three falls match. They gave us something special that day at NXT TakeOver New York. I could have gone home that weekend right after that match and been completely satisfied because for WrestleMania weekend, honestly, that match right there was WrestleMania worthy. But it was TakeOver worthy. And honestly, quite in my opinion, it, it was the best takeover match I'd ever seen. And all the takeover matches are great. Wayne's Choice Award for Match of the Year, Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole, two out of three falls match. The fans' choice, however, was the Undisputed Era versus Team Ciampa NXT TakeOver War Games 3. Another incredible match, another unbelievable finish when you saw uh, Ciampa go off the top of that cage with Adam Cole. Um, honestly, I, uh, Tommaso Ciampa was just coming back from this injury, and uh, just to see him pull off that move, unbelievable. Definitely worth checking out. Go see all four of these matches. Get onto the network. Get on streaming. Check out the uh, Double or Nothing match with Cody versus Dustin. All great, incredible match of the year candidates. The Wayne's Choice Award for Comeback of the Year. The nominees are Bray Wyatt as The Fiend, Tommaso Ciampa at War Games, Finn Balor in NXT, and, getting a little creative here, 
wrestling competition. AEW surfacing as actual competition to WWE and serving as counter-programming to NXT. The Wayne's Choice Award for Comeback of the Year goes to... Let me in. Bray Wyatt as The Fiend. Listen, um, I, I, I met Bray Wyatt one time, right? He's a really great guy, really nice guy. It was, you know, it was a nice, pleasant interaction. Um, I don't know that I would walk up to Bray Wyatt now after seeing what he's capable of as The Fiend. I mean, what, what he was able to do as far as reinventing himself um, and then coming back as Bray Wyatt didn't change who he was. But something happened to this guy. Something happened to this guy. In his psyche, he had to come back. This is wrestling-wise, right? Had to come back as a children's show host. I mean, honestly, this this could have backfired big time, right? He came back as a kids' show host, and in that, when I was a first—I mean, honestly, the first couple of these you know segments did not include the fiend in it, right? And so we're going, what's going on? What's he doing? This is so weird, but I love it. This is so crazy, but I love it. This is I'm in. Whatever this is, I'm in. I'm in for this, right? And then he brings out the fiend, and then that first match, honestly, that first match with Finn Balor is so desperately what he needed because Seth Rollins didn't help him out at all. The matches with Seth Rollins have not helped out. I think that these matches with Daniel Bryan now, this is going to help out. I don't think that the match with uh, The Miz helped out. Um, I think they need to be, I think they really need to protect the Bray Wyatt show host character. They really need to protect him. But honestly, as a comeback, WWE had um, really kind of taken everything that made Bray Wyatt interesting and fun and all that in the beginning away sometime around WrestleMania 34 or so when he had that match with Randy Orton um and 33 and and, and I don't remember which one <laughs> but anyway it, you know they, they really needed to um to do something special and for him to come back and not quit and to be this fiend character um I, you know depending on how they play it for years to come, if they have a long-term strategy for the fiend, um, I mean, we we could see the fiend as the next great character in WWE. Wayne's Choice Award for Comeback of the Year, Bray Wyatt as the fiend. That was also the fans' choice, by the way. Moving on to the biggest news of the year, biggest news of the year. The nominees were the debut of AEW, the return of NWA Studio Wrestling. NXT going live on Wednesdays on USA Network. The first women's wrestling match to main event, WrestleMania. Each of these newsmakers in their own right deserve this kind of accolade. The return of NWA Studio Wrestling. NWA Power has been so much fun and Billy Corrigan taking a leap to try and, and bring this and present this in a way that was is both retro and real realistic feeling. You know, it's, it's, it's fun. Um, but it's also, it's also very, uh, you know, in, interactive and very kind of I, like I can't wait to go to a taping of NWA Power. It'd be so great, you know, to be able to see this, um, you know. But you know, and, and to see it each week, and each week it's getting way over two hundred thousand views. I think there was only one episode that was under two hundred thousand, uh, but it's it's getting there and it's building up. And so, like, I I want to see more of this. Um, NXT going live on Wednesday is going to two hours. I I did not know. 
how this was going to turn out for NXT. I thought for sure, you know, man, this this might be really tough. This might be really bad. We might lose what's made NXT special. But really what's happened is that every single week is a takeover, and um, and they have delivered big time. Everybody on the NXT roster has stepped up their game. The first women's wrestling match, the main event, WrestleMania, we, we knew it was coming. We saw it on the horizon. Their whole women's evolution campaign, basically, was building up to this. Uh, you know, the first, I mean, uh, there's only so many first women's somethings you can have, right? And uh, until you get to that point where it's, no, this, it's the first women's main event at WrestleMania. And it was the right time, the right moment with the right people in there. But honestly, I got to tell you that the Wayne's Choice Award for biggest news of the year is the debut of AEW. Whether you're an AEW fan or not, there's one thing you cannot deny is that there's actual competition out there now for the WWE. It may not be head-to-head competition on Monday, but it's competition for the the men and women to go. Uh, It's one of those things where now they have a place to kind of say, hey, you know what, if I don't stay here, I can go over there. Or if maybe I don't go over there, but now there's other places for me to go. Ever since AEW got the buzz of being of of being um, of, of making their debut, then we saw other options. Now we have NWA Power, Marty Skrull leaving ROH to come to NWA Power for a few weeks. I don't know how long he's going to be there. And and you know I I got a couple of spoilers you know uh, about some of the tapings for uh, for NWA Power. And honestly, to see like the people who come up and the people who are around, it's um it, it's really interesting. There's more options out there. Wrestling competition is back, and so I think that's a really really good thing. And the debut of AEW is what ushered it in. And I gotta be honest with you, Chris Jericho is in the second prime of his wrestling career because he has done his best work in the last five years at AEW. That's the Wayne's Choice Award for biggest news of the year, AEW debuting in 2019. The fans' choice, by the way, for um, for biggest news of the year, NXT debuting on USA Network. The fans' choice. All right, so we're uh, down to the last um, last category, wrestler of the decade in 2010. Through 2019, who was the wrestler of the decade? The person who was most influential from 2010 all the way to 2019. The nominees are AJ Styles. Now you're talking about a man who has now headlined and been the world champion of every major promotion just about out there. I mean, to, to, be, uh, to be the headliner of you know, TNA, Impact to be the headliner of New Japan, to be the headliner of the WWE. AJ Styles has now officially done it all. I don't think he needs to go to AEW. <laughs> I don't think he needs to go there. I think I would love to see him just finish his career in WWE. But, I mean, just the debut of AJ Styles at Royal Rumble was amazing. The fans were so excited to see it. He was part of that big exodus from New Japan that brought Shinsuke Nakamura, that brought Gallows and Anderson along with them. And he didn't go straight to NXT, which was amazing. He went straight to the main roster and crushed it. I mean, like as if he was a WWE guy from day one, but his style was so fresh and so unique and and so amazing. And honestly, um, with all of his accolades from the last 10 years, he deserves to be wrestler of the decade. Chris Jericho, 
not just for his work in 2019, but if you remember back in 2010, you know, he, he was he was involved in, in in reinventing himself again. And I mean, his final his feud with um, with Shawn Michaels in, in the early 2010s, just amazing stuff, just some some great, great work. And then he continued to do that with Kevin Owens. He continued to do that with, you know, with others reinventing himself over and over again. And then also his contribution to wrestling going from WWE to New Japan, winning their Intercontinental Championship, reinventing himself again, becoming the pain maker over there. Then reinventing himself over again, going to AEW, being Le Champion. Chris Jericho also contributed into the big landscape of wrestling podcasting. Talk is Jericho is one of the best podcasts out there, period, bar none. I mean, Steve Austin's podcast is great. JR's podcast, right, is great. Uh, you know, there's a lot of the Conrad podcast, right? Bruce Pritchard, all the kind of stuff, all great. But when it was a thinner landscape and it was just Chris Jericho, Chris Jericho was putting out some great stuff. And even now, some amazing interviews that he's still having. And I think kind of being forced out of WWE when it comes to his gets for that podcast has even helped him out. His, he's expanded and broadened who his guests are. But I think honestly, just pioneering that, being able to you know just monetize that, make some money off of the, these podcasts, he, he's just done a tremendous job for the industry, for wrestling, for wrestling fans. Chris Jericho, Daniel Bryan started off twenty twenty ten, and and was um, honestly, you, you know, he was uh, he was still working the indies. He was you know still you know unknown by general fans then he makes his debut at nxt when it was a reality show in 2012 and moved on from there to being u.s champion to being world champion to being world tag team champion to being you know all these different you know uh, champions and then working his way into wrestlemania 30 which guys if you if, if you haven't forgotten by the way that was five years ago over five years ago was wrestlemania 30 his big win over randy orton and batista his big win over the authority to be the wwe world's heavyweight champion he had two belts in his hand at the end of that day all of that the yes movement that was five years ago over five years ago think about the rest of this decade Halfway into this decade is when the Yes Movement happened. And then he had to retire. And then he came back, reinvented himself. I mean, these are all guys that, I mean, honestly, they had the opportunity to reinvent themselves. Reinvented himself as the new Daniel Bryan. And I was mad. I was so mad that he, he was a heel. I want to cheer Daniel Bryan on. And now he, here, here he is. He's finishing out. 2019 and he was a universal championship contender daniel bryan wrestler of the decade the fourth nominee was a faction the shield the shield really began to change the landscape of the wwe things started getting interesting when they started interfering on cm punk's behalf then when dean ambrose started talking and he had this personality that was like a cross between rowdy roddy piper and CM Punk, for that matter. Then you started seeing the architect, Seth Rollins, you know, uh, and his talent come into play. Then you started seeing the, honestly, the, the, the undeniable charisma that Roman Reigns has. 
Then they started off as U.S. champion, then tag team champions. And then before you know it, each one of those guys held each of the championships in the WWE. They're all Grand Slam champions. Major influences in the WWE landscape. Unfortunately, we lost Dean Ambrose to become John Moxley again, and he's in AEW, and hopefully he changes the landscape there too. And someday, I hope, when it comes to the Hall of Fame, we hear that song again, preceded by Sierra, Hotel, India, Echo, Lima, Delta, The Shield. I can't wait. Ten years down the line, maybe, <laughs> when they get inducted into the Hall of Fame and they walk down through the crowd to accept their award. But the Wayne's Choice Award for Wrestler of the Decade goes to... Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho, I believe, has affected the wrestling landscape more, opening up the doors for New Japan Wrestling, opening up the doors to go into a place like AEW, becoming, listen, at 49 years old, becoming the AEW World Heavyweight Champion, carrying the banner of the new promotion on his back. Listen, they needed Chris Jericho. They needed him when they launched because they needed somebody credible for the world to go, oh, I know Chris Jericho. I know him. Oh, he's their champion? Wow, okay, how'd that happen? Some amazing work. Chris Jericho is the Wayne's Choice for Wrestler of the Decade. Fan's Choice, by the way, AJ Styles. Now, honestly, uh, I thought about having news of the decade, and honestly, <laughs> I thought about that because the news of the decade for wrestling, it's two things that I honestly think um, were the biggest things in this 10-year period. Number one, the birth of NXT. NXT launched in 2012 as a reality show, and then it wasn't long after that that they became the the basic brand that they were. I remember attending FCW, Florida Championship Wrestling, attending shows. Roman Reigns was the security guard ticket taker, like because at the time, the whole FCW roster had to carry multiple hats. They had to do multiple things. Not only did they set up the ring, but they were taking tickets. They were working security. They were doing all these kind of things. And I remember Roman Reigns being there in a yellow shirt as, a, as an event staff security guy, right? I remember seeing, you know, Bray Wyatt before he was Bray Wyatt. I remember seeing Bo Dallas before he was Bo Dallas and seeing these guys move into who they were going to become. And then NXT happened, and it really began to change the shape of the WWE roster. When, when, when Sami Zayn came in, when Samoa Joe came in, when Finn Balor came in. And now you can't... Honestly, the, the thing that was the most confounding on the whole Survivor Series interbrand feud was that everybody was NXT. The majority of the small, the, the SmackDown rosters, majority of the Raw roster, all these guys had come through a form of NXT one way or the other. So the news of the decade to me, the formation of NXT and also the formation of the WWE Network. So guys, this is the Wayne's Choice Awards. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I think what we're going to try and do is uh, do um, kind of really kind of pay attention to the landscape of um, the wrestling world and maybe do this midway through to kind of do the mid-year awards and uh, see where we're at halfway at the halfway mark as well. So if you liked it, let me know what you think. Drop us a line, drop us a message at wrestle with hope on Instagram and on Twitter, wrestle with hope at gmail.com. 
Give me your thoughts on the Wayne's uh, Choice Awards at 352-340-3648. Let me know what you think. And if you're enjoying Wrestle With Hope, guys, I want to just encourage you to do something for me. Check out Ability Tree Florida and consider supporting them with your donations. Ability Tree Florida is a nonprofit organization that comes alongside families impacted by disability and provides rest, R-E-S-T, recreation, education, support, and training for families impacted by disability. You can go to donorbox.org slash wrestle with hope to find out more information and on how you can come alongside Ability Tree Florida to help families with children with special needs. Now, let's talk about what happened this week in wrestling history. This week in wrestling history. Now, listen, Christmas Day was one of those days that always had a special place in wrestling history. Christmas Day, the the 25th, the 26th, and then the rest of that year through the 1st, always had like these special cards because um you know parents would use wrestling tickets as christmas gifts okay and so you had to really deliver and so all the way through into the 90s wrestling was really big from christmas to new year's and so let's take a look at some of these cards and uh just uh, just have some fun with some of these results let's start with christmas day 1992 in jacksonville florida you had Eric Watts defeating stunning Steve Austin. Paul E. Dangerously, who is Paul Heyman, defeating Medusa, Alundra Blaze, in a five-minute challenge. Flying Brian Pillman defeating Brad Armstrong. Barry Windham defeating Dustin Rhodes. Johnny B. Bad defeated Scotty Flamingo, the future Raven, in a boxing match. Then you had Barry Windham and Big Van Vader defeating WCW World Heavyweight Champion Ron Simmons and NWA World Heavyweight Champion Masahiro Chono. This is when the WCW and the NWA started having another working relationship for a very short amount of time. Sting defeated the Great Muda in a match on Christmas Day. And then in the main event that night, WCW and NWA Tag Team Champions Ricky the Dragon Steamboat and Shane Douglas defeated Jushin Thunder Liger and Kensuke Sasaki. In 1990 in Atlanta, Georgia, we had some great highlights as well. Brian Pillman and NWA Television Champion Tom Zink, the Z-Man, defeated Michael P.S. Hayes and Jimmy Jam Garvin, the fabulous Freebirds. Then you had the NWA U.S. Tag Team Champions, Rick and Scott Steiner, defeating the Master Blasters. The Junkyard Dog pinned the Iron Sheik. Man, I remember when Junkyard Dog was in WCW and Iron Sheik was there. It was just really confusing because it was like, I really really felt like they jumped out of a time warp to go into WCW and and, and NWA wrestling. It was kind of crazy. WCW United States Champion, the Total Package, Lex Luger, and El Gigante. Defeated the Big Cat and the Motor City Madman. Then you had the NWA World Heavyweight Champion Sting defeating the Nature Boy, Ric Flair via countout at the 18-minute mark. And then in the main event of the night, the NWA Tag Team Champions Doom, Butch Reed and Ron Simmons defeating Arn Anderson and Barry Windham in a steel cage match. Here's another uh, just... uh, Just really interesting kind of card in 1982 on Christmas Day. Dallas, Texas. Ric Flair defeated Kerry Von Erich in a cage match to retain the NWA World 
championship. This match started the angle that started the feud between the Von Ericks and the fabulous Freebirds. This is the one that started all, and you can actually look this up uh, and really kind of catch that whole feud. There's a, there's a YouTube channel that kind of chronicles this whole feud, and it's definitely worth checking out. So moving on, though, you had on the day after Christmas, December 26th, 1983, my brother was here at this card. Let me go over the order of this card. In New York, Madison Square Garden, the WWF had a show where Jose Luis Rivera pinned Rene Goulet, the recently departed Rene Goulet. Salvatore Belomo fought Tiger Chung Lee to a 20-minute time limit draw. Jimmy Superfly Snookin' Arnold Scoland defeated WWF Intercontinental Champion Don Morocco, the Magnificent Morocco, and Captain Lou Albano. Sergeant Slaughter pinned Chief J. Strongbow with a clothesline. The masked superstar fought Ivan Putski to a double disqualification. And then get this match. The Iron Sheik defeated Bob Backlund to win the WWF World Championship. I said my, my brother wasn't there. My brother's at the next show. Because here's what happened. The Iron Sheik defeated Bob Backlund to win the WWF World Heavyweight Championship at Madison Square Garden in New York. This is one of those moments where my brother picked up the newspaper and said to his cousin, my cousin, the Sheik defeated Backlund. Backlund lost the title. Bob Backlund was my brother's favorite wrestler of all time. That was that he was that was like my Bret Hart, right? Iron Sheik defeated Bob Backlund to win the WWF Championship, and we thought all hope was lost. And little did we know that in just a few short moments, the birth of Hulkamania was about to happen. Hulk Hogan was about to defeat the Iron Sheik for the World Championship. But in this moment, Bob Backlund, longtime WWF champion, defeated by the enemy. And then that wasn't it. That was mid-card. The rest of the card went like this. Afa. And Sika and Samoa, the Samoans, defeated SD Special Delivery Jones and the WWF Tag Team Champions Rocky Johnson and Tony Atlas in a best two out of three falls match. Then you had Tito Santana pin Ivan Koloff and then the Invaders defeating Iron Mike Sharp and Butcher Vashon. That was one of those cards that you just little did you know that it was going to set off the spark that would change wrestling history Forever. Speaking of change in wrestling history, December 29th, 1998, Tony Schiavone made a comment on WCW Nitro that night where he gave away the result of the pre-taped WWE Raw show and said, yeah, oh yeah, Mick Foley's going to win the championship that night. Yeah, that's a smart move. And I think he said, oh, that'll put, like, I think he said, like, butts in seats or something like that, right? Like, as if people are going to buy tickets to see Mick Foley be champion. Apparently, everybody switched the channel to watch the rest of the show because on that night, Mankind, Mick Foley, defeated The Rock to win his first WWF World Championship and changed the course of history for the Monday Night Wars. On January 1st, 1988, we have one more 
card to kind of go over. See, January 1st was also one of those like special days where you'd see a lot. Now, I remember I watched this recently on the WWE Network. It's the Bunkhouse Stampede. Look at this card and look, look, look you, you got to watch this at some point. This is great. From Atlanta, Georgia, 1988, on January 1st, 1988, Jimmy Garvin, Sting, and Ricky Santana. This is pre, you know, world championship Sting. Okay, Jimmy Garvin, Sting, and Ricky Santana defeated Terry Taylor, Mike Rotundo, and Kevin Sullivan. The Sheep Herders, who became the Bushwhackers, Luke and Bush, before they were a comedy act, they were the most violent tag team in wrestling. The Sheep Herders defeated Ricky Santana and Robert Gibson. I think it was Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson. Sorry. Then, NWA Western States Heritage Champion Barry Windham fought Larry Zbysko to a 20-minute time limit draw. Road Warrior Animal defeated the Warlord by disqualification. The total package Lex Luger and Ole Anderson defeated the NWA Tag Team Champions Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard in a non-title match. And then you had the NWA World NWA Champion Ric Flair pinning Michael P.S. Hayes. Then you had NWA United States Champion Dusty Rhodes defeating NWA TV Champion Nikita Koloff, Dick Murdoch, Black Bart, and NWA U.S. Tag Team Champion Bobby Eaton in a Bunkhouse Stampede match. A Bunkhouse Stampede match was a specialty of Dusty Rhodes. He often won those. It is definitely worth checking out. Anytime you get a chance to check out a Bunkhouse Stampede match, it is violent, it is brutal, it is clunky. Um, definitely a lot of fun to watch. That's what happened this week in wrestling history. And now let's take a jump into the Wrestle With Hope word of the week. The word of the week this week is, it's New Year's, resolution. And uh, I just had a quick just devotion for, for us just to kind of take a look at it. There's four resolutions I'd love for us to have this year in 2020. Number one, remember we live in a broken world. Just remember the fact that, you know, just because it's a new year, just because it's a brand new time and great, you know, opportunity to kind of set things anew, the world is the way it is. And it's a broken world. It's it's the world that God put us in, um, you know, for a, for a reason. And it's one of those things where, you know, stuff's going to come up. And a lot of times we start resolutions or a lot of times we start to make change and then we get disappointed when things don't turn out the way that we expect. But listen, what can we expect? We live in a broken world. John chapter 16, verse 33, Jesus says this, in this world, you will have trouble. You will have trouble. And, and, and that time is going to come. And so just remember that. Listen, don't throw in the towel at the first opportunity. We live in a broken world, which leads me to the second resolution. Refuse to give up. Romans chapter 8, verse 23 through 25, it says, Now that we are saved, we eagerly look forward to this freedom. For if you already have something, you don't need to hope for it. But if we look forward to something we don't have yet, we must wait patiently and confidently. Refuse to give up. Listen, January 2nd is around the corner, the 3rd, the 4th, the 5th, February, March. Listen, times are going to be tough. Don't give up. You see it through. Third resolution is relax in God's care. Romans chapter 8, verse 26 through 27. It says, And the Holy Spirit helps us in our distress, for we don't even know what we should pray for, nor how, uh, how we should pray. 
But the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father, who knows all hearts, knows that the Spirit is saying, for the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. God knows what you need. Relax in his care. The last resolution I bring you is this. Rejoice that God is in control. Guys, it's 2020. God's in control. Romans chapter 8, verse 2. And we know that God causes everything to work together for what? The good of those who love God and are called according to his purposes for him. We know that God causes everything to work together for the good. Why? It's working for the good. It may look like it's not working in your favor. It may look, look like it's, 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 it's not where it should be at the moment. That's because it's still being worked on. If it's not good, it's not done. Rejoice that God is in control and make that resolution to know that this year you're going to see it through completely. That's this week's word of the week, resolution. Guys, I want to thank you once again for listening to the Wrestle With Hope podcast. we got some exciting things happening on the horizon, some fun interviews, some fun outlooks. Guys, it is January. It's Royal Rumble season, my favorite season of the wrestling year. So it's going to be a fun four weeks as we lead into the Rumble. I hope you follow along with us. I hope that you come alongside us and uh, celebrate this fun, fun time as we listen. The Royal, the Royal Rumble season happens, and then it leads into the road to WrestleMania. And I cannot wait to go along with you through this wrestling journey in 2020. It's going to be insane. Listen, today is the first day of the best year of your life. Connect with us. 352 340 3648 is the voicemail. Wrestle with hope at gmail.com. Get in touch with us also on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook at wrestle with hope supportability tree florida if you enjoyed this podcast at donorbox.org slash wrestle with hope want to say a big thank you to josiah williams for his song number one contender as our theme song follow him at j dean williams and wrestle and flow want to say a big thanks to greg goslin for the artwork in our logo follow him at greg goslin on instagram for more incredible arts I want to just thank you guys once again. This is Wayne Cordova signing off. And remember, if God is for you, who can dare stand against you? Until next week, then, this would be Gordon Soley saying so long from the Sunshine State.